Welcome to English Harmony Podcast, where the English fluency expert Robbie Kukurs will teach you how to speak fluent English and become a more confident foreign English speaker. Hi guys, hello boys and girls, and hello my dear fellow foreign English speakers. It's Robbie here from EnglishHarmony.com, and welcome back to my video blog. Now, this time around, I'm bringing you another one of those English idiomatic expressions. The expression in question is speaking of. And let me tell you right off the bat that speaking of is a typical sentence starter. Basically, it's a way you can start a sentence when speaking with someone. And it comes in really handy when you are responding to a request to provide a little bit more detail about a specific matter. Basically, someone asks you a specific question about something, and then, in order to provide a bit more detail about it, you initiate the sentence by saying the two words. Well, speaking of... Yes, so as a matter of fact, there's another word that can be attached in front of the two-word combination speaking of, which is well. So basically, you would start the, the, the response by saying, well, speaking of, right? But the well bit can actually be added on to pretty much anything. It's the most universal English hesitation word out there, right? So in case you're thinking about what exactly you can say, you can always take your time by saying, well, and stretch out that word, right? So that buys you a few more seconds to think about it and come up with the actual response. In case someone asks you a sudden question and you don't know how to go about answering it, right? Anyway, as always, I'm going to be providing uh, some sample sentences. So in this case, it's going to be all about sentences starting with speaking of. And... Uh, Obviously, I'm going to ask you to bear with me for a few more moments because learning how to use the phrase speaking of is no main fate, my friends. Now, welcome back, guys. So, speaking of. Just like I said previously, it's a typical way of responding to someone's question about something. And as a matter of fact, speaking of the IELTS exam, which is the IELTS exam, right? I just kind of realized that uh, sometimes these type of questions are asked in that particular exam in the oral part, in the spoken part, to be more specific, right? So this is a very handy way of starting an answer, right? So the examiner, examiner, that's the right word? Examinator, examiner? I'm not really sure about that, but this is how I learn, right? So so show you that I practice what I preach. I'm just gonna look it up online. Examiner, examiner, yeah, that's the proper term. For some reason, I just hesitated. Examiner, examiner, that's right. So, the examiner asks you a question. Can you tell me a little bit more about your, uh, about your hometown, right? And then, the surefire way you can always rely on is saying those two words. Well, speaking of my hometown, uh, and then... You, you can obviously start improvising and using other phrases that are in your array of phrases, such as, there's one thing I can say for sure, for instance, that's a very good phrase as well. So, well, speaking of my hometown, there's one thing I can say for sure. There is no other town like that in the entire country. So basically my town is unique. And then you go on to provide all the reasons why it's so unique. But anyway, you get the drift, right? You can... Initiate your response, basically open your mouth and the first few words that come out of it are speaking of and that actually buys you those 
couple more seconds to maybe plan out the rest of your response, right? So in a way it kind of goes against what I'm always preaching, right? I'm always telling you guys don't plan your response in your head, right? You have to be able to speak instantly, produce instant speech without much planning in your head. So in this case, when I'm saying you buy more time to plan your response, you may be thinking, hold on, Robbie, but doesn't it go against the whole English harmony philosophy? Well, guess what? It doesn't actually, because planning your response goes a long way. You may want to read this article, click right here in this video on this link. It's going to take you to my blog where you'll be able to read that article where I'm explaining when planning comes in handy. And obviously, when you are asked an unexpected question, and you actually have to think about what exactly you think about a matter, right? Because sometimes we we try and rush ourselves to respond to a question while in reality we don't even know what we're going to say. So it's not the same kind of planning that causes the fluency issue in the first place, whereby we plan the response by, by kind of writing in our mind as if we're writing and creating a sentence. That's a different kind of planning. That's what we want to eradicate. Okay, so that's what I'm always going on about, telling you that you don't have to plan the speech beforehand. You have to actually uh, imprint all these speech patterns into your brain, into your mouth, so that you can produce them instantly. But in a situation such as, for, for instance, during an exam, when you are asked a, a sudden question, the examiner asks you a question, so that's when you can use the phrase, well, speaking of, as a surefire way of initiating a response and uh, resting assured that you're not going to get it wrong, okay? And um, let me brainstorm another example. Another, another example. Uh, here's uh, another typical way that people use this phrase. You talk about something and then the last thing you say happens to be the thing that you want to elaborate on. You want to talk more about. Basically, you're talking and talking and talking just like I do in these videos, for instance, and then the last thing you say kind of leads you on to realization that you actually now have more to say about the last thing, right? So, for example, I could be talking about my, I don't know what, my financial situation and the fact that I have some credit card debt. And then when I mention that, I might say, speaking of which, and this is a slight variation of this phrase, right? So it's like a, like a new, new phrase in its own right, but it's really just a variation of the speaking of, right? So I'll include it in this video instead of making a whole new video for that particular phrase, speaking of which, right? So I've got, uh, I've got, uh, I owe some money to, to, to a couple of friends of mine, which isn't actually the case, right? The only debt that I have is my credit card debt. I have, but I'm just trying to make up an example sentence. I owe some money to a couple of friends of mine, and then I have a few bills that are long overdue, and I have some court fines to be paid, and I have some credit card debt. Speaking of which, I actually made a couple of credit card payments yesterday, so it's going to start clearing off pretty soon, okay? So that was the second example sentence. Another way of using it, basically the first one was just to initiate your conversation by saying, not the conversation, but the response really. So by saying, well, speaking of, and then mention that particular thing that you want to speak of or talk about. 
The second way is to elaborate on previously mentioned thing that you just mentioned at the end of the previous sentence and then you're saying uh, speaking of which and the third one well guess what there is not going to be a third one right because I'm uh, recording this video for something like seven or eight minutes and this is enough for you guys right I'm not going to be overloading your brain with too much information because I'm pretty sure that um, you know now right uh, after me spending so much time and effort trying to explain you all these things that you now know how this sentence starter speaking of is to be used okay and then i'm quite hopeful that you're going to use it in real life and in your spoken english practice sessions speaking of which and this is the third example sentence right the spoken english practice sessions speaking of which i really hope that you uh, that you actually engage in daily spoken English uh, self-practicing because it's a surefire way of guaranteeing that your fluency stays sharp and at the high level. I do it the whole time and that's exactly how I maintain my English fluency because guess what? I don't have that many opportunities to speak with native English speakers and uh, any other English speaker for that matter, right? I don't have them. I live in an English-speaking country, but for the most part, I'm running my English Harmony blog, deal with my students. Well, you would say that teaching a student is enough. Well, it's not. If I didn't engage, I know for a fact that there's been times when I haven't actually had any conversations with people for, for quite some time, right? And then spoken English practice is pretty much the only thing you can do to maintain your fluency, right? Now, uh, obviously, if you have any questions, you are welcome to post them in the comment section below. Don't forget to like the video and don't forget to subscribe to it in case you haven't subscribed to my channel. I'm not really sure whether the subscribe button is on top or down there, right? But you get the drift. If you find this video interesting, please subscribe to my channel to stay up to date on all the videos that I'm going to be publishing in the weeks and months and years to come. Thanks, my friends, and chat to you soon. Bye-bye.